Good morning. Welcome to worship this morning. We are so glad you are here. My name is Hope, and I get to lead worship with this awesome crew, and we are excited to worship with you this morning, to lift up the name of Jesus in this place, and to celebrate together, to be in community with one another. Um, so we would love if you would stand with us as we begin in prayer and in song. So let us pray. God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the sunshine, Lord, the, the warmth and the opportunity that we have to come, to gather in this place, God, to worship you, to be in community with one another, God, to share of your good news, God, of your love, God, of your amazing grace, of your endless power, Lord. So we give you our worship this morning, God. We give you this time. God, we ask that you would do what only you can do. Focus our eyes, our ears, our minds, our hearts on who you are. So, Lord, refill us this morning. God, refresh us. God, help us to refocus on the most important thing, which is you, so that we could go out and share your good news, your love, your grace, and your power with the whole world. God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for everything. And most of all, God, we thank you for Jesus. And we pray all of these prayers and every other prayer his holy name and all God's people sin.
Good morning, welcome to Living Waters. I am Jeff Jacobson, Director of Outreach and Mission here at Living Waters, and we are so glad that you're here today. This beautiful, sunshiny day. Everybody is in a good mood, right? Right? Yeah, there we go, Gus. Wipe that frown off. We are so glad that you are here. There's a lot of things going on starting today. Starting today, you may be getting some phone calls from unknown telephone numbers. This will be likely, it'll be starting this evening, I believe, and it'll be phone calls from our youth. They will be looking to, for stock sales to support their mission trips coming up this summer. So if you get a phone call and you see the telephone number, you do not recognize it, you can answer it and pray that it's not a, uh, a spam call or whatever. It, but if you want to let it go to voicemail so that you can hear who it is actually from and then promptly return that call to support our youth. They're, they really uh, count on the support from the congregation and you guys have supported so well in the past. So that will be starting today. Also, this evening is the first, uh, first edition of the Financial Peace University, the uh, Dave Ramsey course, learning how to manage your finances in a faith-filled uh, foundation. So that will be starting this evening as well. This Wednesday, I hope to see everybody back here for Ash Wednesday services. That will be at 6 o'clock. So hopefully we'll see you then. Also, next Sunday... If you are new to the area, new to Living Waters, want to learn more about the congregation, we'll be having pizza with the pastor. And thankfully, Dan is not cooking the pizza. This will be, he will just be serving the pizza. So you can learn a little bit more about the congregation, learn a little bit more about uh, the pastor and the staff and what we have going on here. And then last but not least, March 7th, we have the IF Gathering. We have uh, Katie Johnson is a member of our congregation. She uh, attended a conference. She's, we've had the IF gathering here for a number of years. She wasn't going to do it this year. And she was so inspired by this presentation that she, said, she called Pastor Dan and said, we have to do it. We have to do it. So this is a woman's gathering. And that will be March 7th. So if you need any more information, you can email Katie or sign up for that. With that, I'll ask Pastor Dan forward. Thanks, Jeff. And, and thank you to all of you for being here today. It's a beautiful day, and I think it's made more beautiful when we are able to gather together. And it's not by accident that God has brought, brought us here today um, to be able to worship him. So thank you for, for being part of what God's doing right here in Fargo. Um, we'd love for you to pull out your phones right now and to check in on Facebook or on Instagram. Every month we partner with different organizations to make an impact through those check-ins. And during this month, we're partnering with an organization that will provide a meal for a child around the world. So these are children that, of course, almost none of us will ever meet. But God knows them. And you can make a difference just by the click of a button. Um, but in a few moments, we... Uh, we are going to worship God with our gifts of tithes and offerings. We can't do our, our ministry without doing it together. 
Um, and uh, it is things like Ash Wednesday um, in just a couple days that, that we're able to make that, that mark of the cross and ashes a humbling, amazing time and starts the church season of Lent. It's things like baptizing little Blake here um, in just a few minutes. Um, but it's more than that. I mean, your offerings go to all kinds of things. I mean, look at we welcome everyone. I mean, everyone, except for uh, one, if you can show that. No, yep. Yep. Had a little vole that came uh, the other day and boop right in front of the front door. I said, we're not going to welcome that dead mouse into here. <laughs> but, uh, um, okay, our ministries go towards more than cleanup of, of mice, of course. <laughs> We're trying to make an impact for everyone around us, right? To make a difference for Jesus. And it's not inside these walls where it really matters, right? It's when all of us go out and we are the church in our workplaces, in our schools. That's what, that's what you do when you give a dollar or a thousand dollars. You help us make a difference for people right here in our neck of the woods of God's kingdom. So let's, let's take some time with God now. Um, during this time of offering, Hope's just going to play some music. And we just want to give you time with God, lifting up whatever's on your hearts, knowing God's listening, God's with you today, especially if you're struggling in any kind of way. So let's just take time with him now.
Let's pray, can we? God, thank you for the chance just to worship you today, for the freedom that, that this country gives us. Thank you for all the blessings you give us, um, our homes, the people around us, our work. And for those of us who are struggling in any way, God, remind us especially that even in the times that we don't feel blessed, of the offering that you gave us through your Son. So through these offerings, God, we pray that you'll be blessed. We pray that others um, will be able to be impacted by your love. And all God's people said, Amen. And with that, I invite Blake. you got to come up, buddy. Are you ready for this? Well, yeah, he's ready. Mom, Dad, you can come on up. And sponsors, you can come around because it is a special day today. Thank you, Hope. <laughs> well, in baptism, our gracious Heavenly Father frees all of us from sin and death by raising us to the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are born children of a fallen humanity, but by water. In the Holy Spirit, we are reborn children of God and we're made members of the church, which is the body of Christ. So living with Christ and in the communion of saints, all of us, we grow. We grow in faith, in love, and obedience to the will of God. So sponsors, who is presented for baptism this morning? Great job, rock stars. Nice. Blake's loving it. Look at him. Yeah. Well, as his parents, called by the Holy Spirit, trusting in the grace and love of God, do you desire to have Blake baptized into Christ? If so, answer together, we do. Well, as you bring him to receive this gift of baptism, you're entrusted with some responsibilities to live with him among God's faithful people, to bring him to the word of God, to the Holy Supper, to teach him the Lord's Prayer, the Creed, the Ten Commandments, and to place in his hands the Holy Scriptures, the Bible, and to nurture Blake in faith, in prayer, so that he may learn to trust God proclaim Christ through word and deed, to care for others in the world God made, and to work for justice and peace. Do you promise to help Blake grow in the Christian faith and life? If so, answer together, we do. Sponsors, you are a part of this as well. Do you promise to nurture Blake in the Christian faith as you are empowered by God's Spirit and to help him live in the covenant of baptism and in communion in relationship with the church? If so, answer together, we do. People of God, I invite you to stand as you are able. And yes, if you are here, you are the people of God. Own it, love it. I ask you now to profess your faith in Christ Jesus, to reject sin, and to confess the faith of the church. That's the faith in which we get to baptize Blake today. Do you renounce the devil and all the forces that defy God? I renounce them. Do you renounce the powers of this world that rebel against God? I renounce them. Do you renounce the ways of sin that draw you personally from God? I renounce them. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God the Holy Spirit? 
I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Let us pray. Holy God, pour out your Holy Spirit now, so that Blake, who is baptized, may be given new life today. Wash away the sin of all those who are cleansed by water and bring them forth as inheritors of your glorious kingdom. To you be given praise and honor and worship through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. So let's see how he does. Hey, buddy. Thanks for coming. You are awesome. All right, dude, we're going to baptize you, okay? Blake Daniel, you want to check out that water? Yeah. Blake Daniel, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he was awesome. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O God, that through water, through the Holy Spirit, you give your daughters and sons new birth. You cleanse them from sin and you raise them to eternal life. God, sustain Blake with the gift of your Holy Spirit now, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, spirit of counsel and might, spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, spirit of joy in your presence both now and forever. Amen. Blake Daniel, child of God, you've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. You are marked with that cross of Christ forever. Amen. And now we light from the Christ candle. It's right over here, right on the altar. You want to grab his baptismal candle and you can light it from the Christ candle. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He said, let your light so shine before others so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So as he lights this candle, we're reminded that God's light is just a little bit brighter today because we have a new brother. Look at him. He is awesome. Blake is ready to, to be welcomed into this family. Are they scary? Yeah, they are, but they're awesome too. Can we give thanks for our new brother with our applause? Can we do that? That's for you, buddy. Yes. And let's sing Jesus Loves Me, can we, in honor of Blake um, and, and to honor God. Let's sing. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Welcome, buddy. You are amazing. Um, you can, you can, yep, you can burn that out, though. His light's still shining. We know that. Yeah, he's like, thanks, Mom. That was a close one. Oh. Um, but there's gifts from the congregation. There's a handmade blanket. There's certificates to mark this occasion. And please take the baptismal towel and the, the candle to mark this. Thanks for helping us be a You're welcome. As they wait, make their way back to their seats, I invite you to stand as you are able. We ask you to stand because we're, we're honoring God today. Um, and that's when a pastor or priest asks you to stand in those times. It's just, it's, it's a special time and one where you're saying, 
I want to I wanna honor God. Yeah, buddy. Blake's doing it with us. He's, he's great. Now, if you've been connected with Living Waters at all, you know that we preach in sermon series, and we, since the new year, we have been uh, um, focusing on, on a sermon series called Messy Living. Oh, and uh, before we do that, preschool kiddos, if you have kids that are part of Kids Connect with Preschool, this is that time. Sorry, I'm still cool, right? Okay. But if you've been connected with us, in this Messy Living series, we've been looking at the life of one of Jesus' followers. His name was Peter, and he was Jesus' best friend. He was the one that Jesus said he was going to be the rock that he'd build his kingdom on. We've been seeing high points and real low points in his life in Scripture. And now, at the very end of this series, we're looking, um, this is... 50 days after Passover. It is a huge occasion. Um, It's a time where that promise that Jesus said the Holy Spirit was going to come, well, the Holy Spirit came. Tongues of fire come and settle on these people. It's a magical moment. And after that, Peter, this is the one who just a few weeks before, he did the most horrible thing he could think of. He denied that he knew Jesus three times. Now, he has an encounter with with Jesus, who's alive again. And now he speaks and preaches his first sermon, and it's to thousands of people. And so look at just a snippet of his message, starting with Acts chapter 2, starting with verse 14. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, they're not drunk as you suppose, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams." Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood, before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You that are Israelites, listen to what I have to say. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders, and signs that God did through him among you, as you yourselves know. This man handed over to you according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. You crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law. But God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in its power. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm wondering if I can borrow Blake's baptismal candle. Thank you. I will give it back. So you saw what we just did, right? Not only will we wash water 
unlike ordinary water, water right from the tap. But something magical, something we can't explain happened. The Holy Spirit was there. That's what Jesus promised. The Holy Spirit, not only was it ordinary water that washed over Blake, but God's Spirit itself, as Peter just reminded us in Acts chapter 2. One of the beautiful moments is when one of the sponsors came and they did what we do in every baptism. We light a candle. And in some ways, I think of this. I think of special times that we light candles, right? We light those candles for that birthday, don't we? You've got to blow them all out. You've got to make that wish, and then you get to dig into the cake. I saw a couple cakes come in, so I'm diving in later. Okay, I'm not. There are other times we light candles too, aren't there? Special times where you're just... You're with family and friends, and you just want to, maybe you just want a relaxing time. Special times right here or at another church, Christmas Eve. We get to light those candles and sing Silent Night. And as the light fills the sanctuaries, it just feels holy, doesn't it? It feels a little, a little more special. There are other times we as pastors light candles at a funeral. We remind ourselves and others that the light still shines. In many ways, I think, and maybe you could start to too, think about this. Think of this candle, and Blake's especially right now, as a representation of faith. So if you think of your faith, your relationship with God, because mo- many of us, right, we were baptized, many of us, just like happened today, I, I, a candle's lit, right? And, and we're, set, we're told it's a new day. It's a new birthday. God's light is shining, and it is shining, buddy. You are amazing. But if, if this represents your faith today, how's the fire? How's the flame? Is it like this? It's lighting, it's strong. Or is it like this, an inferno? Like if you're thinking of your faith, maybe for a couple of you, maybe for a few of you, you're feeling like, my faith is so strong right now. I, I just feel God's light right here in me. Or maybe for others, it feels more like this. You're like, was it ever there? There's a little bit of smoke. Sometimes in a baptism, a sponsor, you, you, you rocked it today. They light from the Christ candle. And as they come back like this, the light burns out. And then they look at me. What now? Is the baptism all for naught? Do we have to redo it? What is the sign for it? And, and sometimes in life, It feels like that, doesn't it? I'll bet there's a few of you today right now, this is exactly what you feel like. Is God's light around me? 
So we, we heard this beautiful promise. And, and, and here's the thing. When we light this candle, we say something special. We remind about what Jesus himself said when he had his public ministry. He said this crazy thing. He said, I am the light. And not just to anyone. He says, I'm the light of the world. Let your light so shine before others so that they may see your Father in heaven and glorify him. Beautiful, right? It's such a shining moment, <laughs> pun intended, a shining moment of God, of Jesus himself saying, God's light pours through you and me. And then we have crazy promises like in the prophet Isaiah, what he says in this beautiful but kind of haunting and hard scripture. He talks about fire. And there's other moments of, of fire in Scripture, many, but one of the ones just kind of perplexes me and, and is a challenge for you. He says, well, when you pass through the waters, God says, I'll be with you. Beautiful, right? Then he goes on, and, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. That sounds good in those challenging times. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. Wow. Pretty powerful, right? For many of us, Isaiah 43 and, and many others is, is a reminder, okay, God's light is, is with me. God's light, in fact, Jesus himself, remember, says God's light is in us too. What happens, though, when it feels like the fire's consumed us? What happens when you feel like, just like this? Boy, is God's light here? For some of you, I'll bet you feel burned. Maybe you feel burned by a church, maybe even this church. Maybe people inside it, imperfect, real people just like you, maybe they said something. Maybe even the pastor did. Maybe even this pastor. You're offended and hurt. Maybe, maybe me or someone else, right from a pulpit, we don't have a pulpit, but if we did, um, when they're preaching, said something that you said, no, 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 that, that's not right. I don't believe in that, and... Maybe for some of you, you were dragged kicking and screaming today. And there are many others that have been burned so badly they don't, they're not here. Maybe for others, you're here, but you're wondering, like, how do I, can I, can I relight this? Where do I get God's light and how do I do that? Because I'm here and I, I just doesn't feel like it's, it's for me. Well, it, it, We've been diving into the life of Peter and these beautiful, amazing moments of faith where his light was just like that first picture, just blazing, where he says things like, he's, Jesus is the Messiah. He's the first one who have actually proclaimed that, to say that when all the other disciples couldn't or wouldn't. Another light, shining moment where just this blaze came out. You can feel the inferno almost of, of Peter's faith where in the middle of a storm, Jesus has walked on the water, and what does he do through faith? He takes that first step out into the water. Wow. Amazing, right? And then we've encountered other moments. And some of his very last moments with Jesus before he took the cross where it felt like it was just extinguished, where he denied even knowing Jesus three times. So what now? 
Sure, he encounters Jesus. Jesus asks him, if, if you're part of this, you know, at, at the very end of John, after Jesus is risen, John recounts this amazing interaction between Jesus and Peter. It's of redemption. He, Jesus, his very first words to Peter when they're just alone, he says, Peter, do you, John, he says, Simon, son of, son of John, do you love me? He asks it three times. He says, feed my sheep. He asked three times because Peter denied him three times. It's, it's a messy thing. It forces Peter to realize, I failed God. But it's redemption. Now what? Weeks later, the disciples are hanging out in, in the capital, in, in Jerusalem. And they're gathering and as they're hanging out, something crazy happens. Fire appears. Tongues of fire. And just like Isaiah foretold, this fire would not consume. This fire is its tongues. It's on their foreheads. Tongues of fire comes on each of them. Not just, not just the 11 that are remaining and the one that was, that was called after Matthias. Nope, there are more. And all these people have these tongues of fire. They start speaking in the language of the place they came from and others can understand them. It's a language they didn't know. And people are freaked out. It doesn't happen, just like in Fargo. That doesn't happen. I don't just all at once because I'm half German, half Dutch. I don't know German. I don't. I don't know Dutch, even though my you know, grandpa used to always say, if you ain't Dutch, you ain't much. And I always said, I'm half Dutch. Am I half much, grandpa? No, but I don't know a lick of Dutch. But in this time, whatever your ancestry is, it was like all at once with these tongues of fire blazing but not consuming, tongues of fire shining through, you'd be able to speak your language and other people would say, that's, that's perfect. That, I, I can understand it. This is what's happening. It's crazy, right? And so Peter and the others are, are okay, well, we, we got to say something. Because people are saying some hard things like, well, they must just be... <laughs> They must just be drunk. And Peter stands up, and it's his very first sermon. It's in front of thousands of people. We just heard a portion of it. And as Peter talks, it's crazy. We're told right after this, um, the people that are listening, they're like, what must we do? How can, I can't believe you're saying about Jesus and you're talking about the prophet Joel and this just convicts us. We know we crucified him and he is the Messiah and he came back. What do we do? What can we do? And he says, repent and be baptized. You know what happens? This is crazy. Scripture tells us right here, so those who welcomed Peter's message were baptized and that day about 3,000 persons were baptized. 3,000 from his very first message. Now, thanks, Blake. I got one. And this wasn't my first message. I've, this ain't my first rodeo. 3,000. 3,000 adults and their families who said, you know what? I need to know more. I, I, I need to change my life. I need to be transformed. I, I'm so convicted by this. Like, I, I i got to do something. And God's grace came to them. And they were welcomed, just like our newest brother. And you know what happened in it?
God's light shined through one and another and another and another. It was an inferno. Wow, I agree. How could that be? I mean, seriously. Remember, just weeks before, he had done something so horrible that his life threatened to be derailed. And I'll bet you, when you're sitting here, I'll bet, I'll bet you have some things in your life, maybe right now, that feel like, not like this, you feel extinguished. Your life feels like it's, it's not only off kilter, but you don't know if it's going to get back on track. How is this possible that someone whose life could have been defined by that moment, that horrible one, where he failed his best friend, he failed his Lord, how could this be? I can only think of one single thing, just one, and it's this. It's that fire, that fire that represents the Holy Spirit. The only thing I can think of that transformed one that couldn't even tell people that he knew Jesus to just a few weeks later saying, I don't care. I don't care if this means my life, but I am going to shine. And I'm going to let God's light shine. And the only way this light shines, here it is, is by proclaiming Jesus. One person one act at a time. And God's light shines. This is crazy. Are you ready for it? God's light even shines when we're not the actors, when we're not the ones proclaiming him. Because it's not, it's not reliant on you and me. In fact, what I think of is God took Peter's extinguished moment, the moment that was his darkest moment ever, and God took that moment, and God shone through him his love and his forgiveness. It wasn't Peter that was shining. It was God. And God wants his love to shine through you and through me. It's gonna, our actions, our words, thank you for letting me borrow that. It's a little lower now, but still cool. But God's light, God's light is for you. God's light is ready to flow through us, to move through us. God's light is with us, especially in those dark moments. So today, I want us to go out and, here it is, be messy. Go out here, trip up, fail, mess up. And God is waiting to pick us up. And God is waiting to pick us up through, this is crazy, are you ready for it? God is waiting to pick us up from by the others around you. So today we can let God's light shine. To let God's light shine for others that need this so desperately. On your way out, I just need you to have that visual. As you go out, each of us, whether we have it or not, we have, we have a baptismal candle. We have a tongue of fire that's right here. God's light is shining before us. And God is ready, waiting to help others see that he's there. And now on your way out, look at that cart full of just stuff. That's where people have shared God's light. They're things that are going to go to people that need it most. Through churches united for the homeless. That's one way to be the light. But there's so much more. What a beautiful day it is. Amen.
Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the gift of today. Thank you for the gift of your light, of your love, of the fire of that Holy Spirit that's not only moving through Blake, but, but your, your spirit isn't contingent on us or someone even as gifted as Peter who could make 3,000 people say they want to be baptized. No, it, it's contingent on you. It's only you. So God, for those of us who are hurting, who feel like the flames have just consumed us, God, remind us that that's not the end. That even in Peter's darkest moment, you led him to shining moments for you. You're waiting to do the same for us, only because of your grace. So lead us, compel us, convict us, and help us to know your light and your love. And all God's people said, Amen. Worship with us.
In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and he gave thanks. And he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a New Testament in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated, and I invite those who are helping to serve communion to come forward now. And I think we maybe need two more. Thank you. Rock stars. As they make their way to prepare for this meal, I'm so thankful to tell you all, you're welcome here today. You don't have to be a member of Living Waters. You don't have to have your life all together. But for a few of you, that candle feels so extinguished. But God's, God's waiting with his light. We cling to God's grace here, God's unconditional love. And what he did on the cross just shows us that. So you're all welcome at this meal today. So as you come forward, just put out your hands. And the first person will have wafers. And you'll hear his body given for you. And you can take the wafer and you can dip it either into the red wine or clear juice, taking both elements at once. It's a real gift that God gives us. And it's nothing we do. It's what he did. Then I'll be in the middle. And I, for those of you who have children that aren't ready to commune. That's okay. We'd love to bless them, though, and help them know that Jesus loves them, too. You're all welcome here today.
Thanks for being with us today. We'd love for you to come back if you can this Wednesday. It's a special and holy time to be marked by that cross and be reminded that it's going to bring us through that season of Lent all the way to, to the cross and then to an empty tomb. That's God's light for us. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.